This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Oh, we thank and praise the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Supplies all our needs according to his riches in glory. Amen. Why? Because he's Christ Jesus. There's no name above his name. Thank you, Lord, for that. Amen. And you will find me in our next uh, curricular journey scripture. Philippians 2, 3. And uh, the Lord has taken us there in this Back to the Basics of Christian Living series. And uh, he's looking at this choice of scripture where it says in the King James Version, Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Amen. The only way our hearts can be maintained in this New Testament wisdom uh, is to be completely submitted. The Holy Spirit had us go to that type of song, amen, in our prayer, opening up our worship, that we should, amen, give all to Jesus and surrender it all to him and be submitted to God that way. That's the only way we're going to have this blessing. Uh, so this message comes to encourage us in a revival type mode that we can all experience the blessings of holy submission. The blessings of holy submission. Amen. We look at this scripture in John, the gospel according to John. There's a crucial snapshot of the life of Jesus which shows us how he modeled for us the humility of obeying God. Amen. The sovereign will of God the Father. And as Savior of the world, Jesus personified the truth of our main scripture in Philippians. Let nothing be done through strife for vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. The Bible reveals how such uh, submission is indicative of true worship. Worship being uh, where we worship God in spirit and truth, according to John 4, 24. You know, Jesus had the spirit, in other words, the faith of his Father God, based on the firm foundation of his truth, which is the Holy Word. And uh, Jesus showed us that promotion comes from above. Where God sits upon a holy and sovereign throne. And we must humbly trust in his love to be partakers of his eternal inheritance. So many are claiming that they are going to be inheritors when they're not living the life of an inheritor. Amen. But in Matthew 21, Mark 11, Luke 19, and John 12. All the Gospels record how Jesus rode humbly upon a donkey. It was a symbol of peace instead of an overt power uh, on a war horse. He said, it's not time for me to come that way yet. Amen. In so doing, Jesus modeled proper submission to the Heavenly Father's will. In like manner as God's faithful people, I said faithful people. Amen. So you must believe that he exists 
and diligently seek him and then he's going to reward you. Amen. We must travel through this process of life on the earth. God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. We must become submissive disciples. Amen. In the book of Psalms, Psalm 25, 10 through 14, it reads, All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. The testimonies are the Ten Commandments. Amen. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. You have to come like that. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. And uh, when you choose the way of the Lord, he's going to teach you. It says in verse 13, his soul shall dwell at ease because we won't be at odds with God. And his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. So the intimacies of God are privy to those who are diligent seekers, obedient, faithful followers. This psalm reveals a five-fold anointing, a covering that God puts on us uh, that will keep us free from the strongholds in sin that this psalm will fight against a five-fold anointing going against a five-fold demon kind of anointing, if you will. That kind of nature will imprison our mind and cause us to defy the counsels of God's holiness. Uh, before we analyze the verses of this psalm, let us look at some of the main strongholds that come to build walls of separation and discord in the midst of our Christian community. The fourth chapter of the book of James helps us to understand how faithful discipleship depends on proper submission to God. For many will say, Lord, Lord, but not many will actually have him as their Lord. How do we know that? Because the Bible said it. Jesus is going to turn back so many. Depart from me. What? I know you not. What dreadful words to hear. My God. So of the early church, Jesus already knew that the devil was countersowing. So of the early church, it was said, Behold how they love one another, because God's love was overflowing in it. As Jesus was departing the scene, he breathed on them the breath of life and enabled them to live the love of heaven. Ah, but how we have digressed so far in our modern day, Today, people might say, behold, how they compete with one another. And that's sad. Why is it sometimes so difficult for God's people to get along? Apparently, it is due to the following five strongholds of the enemy, as found in James, the fourth chapter. These strongholds can block the discipline of submission or our mission to submit to God and others. Number one is selfishness. Two is worldliness. Three is pride. Four is criticism. Five is boasting. And James, the fourth chapter, verses one through three, helps us to understand about selfishness, that there are wars among us and within us. We want to please ourselves when this happens, even if it hurts somebody else. 
If we are not careful, even our own prayers can become selfish. Verse 4 in James 4 talks about worldliness. Because Abraham was separated from sin, he was the friend of God in uh, those scriptures that uh, deal with the life of Abraham and the narrative of his life. But it says Lot, his nephew, was the friend of the world in Genesis 13, verses 1 through 3. We ought to also ponder 1 John 2, 15 through 17 for the wisdom behind that, that we are not to be lovers of the world. Amen? Amen. Thank God. The world is not our friend. Jesus is supposed to be. Number three, pride comes from James 4, verses 5 through 10. Satan knows how to use pride to defeat you as he defeated Eve in the garden in Genesis 3, 1 through 6. Are you laughing when you should be weeping over your sins? You know, the Holy Ghost is crying when we're laughing over our sins. Are you resisting the devil or resisting the Lord? These are questions we should ask ourselves on a daily. Number four, James 4, uh, verses 11 and 12 talk about criticism. One of the easiest ways to hide our sins is to expose the sins of other people. How easy it is to do that. Gossip and slander grieve the Holy Spirit and divide the church family and our own families, domestically speaking. God called us to be witnesses and not judges. Amen. Amen. And number five, boasting from James 4 verses 13 through 17. Um, here in these verses, we find that life is short and the future is unknown. So we should do the will of God while it is yet today. Amen. This is all we have right here and right now. We make decisions right here and right now. Amen. Uh, the Holy Spirit is showing me this vision of uh, the candle. I was meditating on that with him this week. Candles have a wick. Amen. And all the candle has is what's going on right now, whether it's burning or not. Amen. Whether it burned yesterday or not, maybe not that important. But what's important is that it's burning right now. Amen. If it's going to burn in the future, well, kind of important. But what's more important, that it's burning right now. And how do we keep it burning? Amen. We have to trim the wick, the sin, the soot off. And the oil can come up and it can burn brightly. Amen. So we need to consider maintenance right here and right now. Life is short. We are called by the Spirit of God to do the will of heaven. In Psalm 25, there is a revelation of a fivefold anointing of committing and submitting to God. Now watch this. This psalm is helpful when you are making decisions and seeking God's will. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to do it. We can't do it in and of ourselves. What kind of people does God guide? People walking in diligent faithfulness with God are, number one, those who glorify him. Two, those who wait. Three, those who ask. Four, those who are clean. And five, those who submit. In uh, Psalm 25, verses 1 and 2, those who glorify him. Uh, if you want his will for his glory, um, he will show you the right path to travel on. 
The steps of a righteous man are what? Ordered by the Lord. Amen. If you are selfish in your motives, though, and, uh, you know, God will sometimes allow a permissive will, sometimes to teach us a lesson. But guess what? We're going to regret it. We're going to have a heart broken. And sometimes that's a seemingly unending cycle. But we could get out of that rut. Amen. If we just turn everything over all to Jesus, I what? Surrender. Amen. Number two. Uh, so people who walk in diligent faithfulness with God are those who wait. Psalm 25 verse 3 helps us with that. You are not wasting your time when you wait on the Lord prayerfully. And wait is a dual sword, double-edged sword. You're waiting. You're, amen, staying put. You're trusting God no matter what the circumstances. But you're also serving. You ever heard of a waiter or a waitress? They are waiting. <laughs> so we have to serve God. Yes, we do. While we are uh, waiting for marching orders to move forward. Thank God. So... Let's look at uh, Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5 for number 3, the fivefold anointing of committing and submitting. People walking in diligent faithfulness with God are those who ask. You have not because you what? Ask not. We got to think about that in our modern day, in our church today. Sometimes we're going on our merry way, but we forgot that God gave us people who have the rule over our soul. But we don't like that phrase, I know. It put a, amen, a cringiness in your heart. I can feel it <laughs> because the vernacular, amen. Especially, amen, when we are grown up and we could do as we decide to do, amen. But there's a protocol in glory, amen. And we call our bosses on the job, don't we? We know we do. But we tend to not call the people of God, amen. Who God have placed as shepherds. God wants those who are in the fold to what? Ask. And it shall be given. Seek. Knock. Ask. That's a prayerful thing. Amen. We have to let folks know. Right? God wants to show you his path. He wants to teach you his paths. He will lead you in his truth. But there's a protocol we must follow. We miss A and B, but we want to jump to C, D, E. But sometimes we better backtrack and see what we may have missed. Amen. There may be some things that we haphazardly skipped over. But the word of God and prayer will always go together. So we need to spend time in his word. Meditate what? Day and night. If you ask him sincerely, he will answer you clearly. Ah, the more sincere, the more clear. My God. Sometimes we hide things. We harbor things. God said, if you regard iniquity in your heart, he will what? Not hear you. Now, Psalm 25, verses 6 and 7, and then it skips to 16 through 22. It's talking about people who are clean. And we touched it already. The Holy Ghost made us touch it already. If I regard what? Iniquity in my heart. God will not hear us. That applies here. Of course, also Psalm 66, 18 brings it in as another witness. And 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
You're going to be clean. You're going to come as you are, but you're not going to what? Stay as you are. When you come into the Garden of Gethsemane, you're going to leave a different way. Thank God. Number five, those who submit to God, they are diligent, faithful folk. Um, Psalm 25, verses 8 through 15. After all this that we have talked about, you must maintain submission exclusively to God and keep his favor. You could walk in a way that you're not in favor with God anymore. You must uh, increase in wisdom, stature, and in favor with God and be in fellowship with God's people in like manner. God does not guide rebels. Remember that. But he joyfully leads those who fear him and submit to his will in Psalm 32, 8 and 9. Keep your eyes on the Lord and let him have his way. He knows where he is going and what he is doing. So follow him by faith. And that faith is not a worldly faith. It's the holy faith. Amen. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. There's nothing you could do on your own to say, God, you owe me. You've got to move. No such thing. Then he's not God. You know, like Jesus, we must behave according to God's approved priesthood standards when it comes to the sanctity of our lives, which is supposed to be his, what, dwelling place. We must submit to God. James 4, 6 through 8 helps us to know, but he giveth more grace. You know, when sin rushes in, Rashad, God will give more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, that means fight, the good fight of faith. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If you're buddy-buddy with the devil, is he going to flee from you? No. It says, draw nigh to God, and he will what? Draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. He's talking to Christians, calling them sinners. <laughs> After submitting to God, we must submit to others in the community of faith, according to Philippians 2, 3, almost done. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. You know, we can conclude that New Testament life definitely requires submission to God and others. Philippians 2, 3 lets us know that absolutely nothing whatsoever should be done through selfish ambition or conceit. Since these are two of the greatest enemies of the unity among the people of God. Uh, selfish ambition is the desire to be number one, no matter what the cost. Conceit speaks of pride or self-display. Yourself on display. Wherever you find people who are interested in gathering a clique around themselves or in promoting their own interests, there you will find the seeds of contention and strife. The remedy is found in the latter part of the verse, in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than themselves. This does not mean that we must consider criminals as having better moral characters than our own, but rather that we should live for others unselfishly, putting their interests above our own. 
It is easy to read an exhortation like this in the word of God, but quite another thing to appreciate what it really means and then put it into actual practice. To esteem others better than ourselves is utterly foreign to our innate human mind. We cannot do it on our own strength. It is only as we are indwelt and empowered by the Holy Spirit that it can be done and, you know, practiced and, ex and experienced. God is not just intellectual. He wants us to have an experience with him. He is an experiential God. Amen. In conclusion, the highest level of fellowship, which is submission, the foundation of God's grace, connects true disciples while sufficiently satisfying all personal needs that we dare expose to our gracious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He himself had to submit to the sovereign will of God. His faithful obedience to God serves as a model of our need to decommission our sinful nature and submit to God also. Don't just decommission sin, but you got to submit to God also. Don't just turn and repent from something. You got to turn towards what's better for you. Amen? Amen. Thank God. So God gave his all through Jesus. He keeps on giving despite our inconsistencies. Thank God for that. He's gracious and true to us when we are sinful in our heart and mind and the activities of our hands and feet. My God. We should want to reciprocate by giving God what he requires in exchange for his excellent greatness. Committing and submitting to the will of God brings you the blessings, one of knowing the specific paths to take in life's journey, two of not wasting time. We got to redeem the time. Why? The days are evil. My God, we have to efficiently and effectively progress in every step that we take. It was back in my early adult life that I had a nice revival in the Lord. And I said, uh, Lord, I commit myself to you. And he said, every step you take is going to be golden. Thank God. And he allowed me to study three different teacher exam preps. And uh, I went through that. It was formidable, but I went through it through the Holy Ghost. And uh, when I went to take the test, I didn't fail. I went through and passed on the first one. Amen. And I was talking to people who had taken it and had to take it over and over and over again. But God said, you don't have time for that. You're going to go in and hit a home run the first time. Amen. <laughs> Thank God. You, you got a, amen. You got a wife now. Amen. Amen. And planning for a family. You don't have time to be messing around. Amen. God didn't want me messing over his daughter. Amen. Lisa had a blessed man. Amen. She prayed blessings over me. I thank God for her. Thank God. And I went through there. Amen. Like lightning. Amen. Amen. And then I was able to go through and get my master's degree, uh, which should have been two plus years. I did it in a year. Amen. Thank God. God. Amen. Brought back the years the kicker worm had taken. Amen. I thank God. He helped me to not waste any more time. Thank God, effectively, I progress every step of the way through the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Amen. Yes. And uh, not only that, what other blessings are there? 
We can be led exclusively by God instead of all these confusing voices that we might hear, one of which might be our own misguided voice, miseducated voice. And then there's going to be seducing spirits all around from, you know, the evil spirits. And Satan himself, my God, the world that he has trained to be against God. All these voices can throw you off. But God is saying he's going to make clarity happen. When you give yourself exclusively to him, more exclusive and real you are to God, the more clear your path's going to be. Amen. Also, another blessing, four, number four, being forgiven and enabled to do better in the strength of God. Isn't it a joy to have the weight of sin off you? How does that feel? I looked at my hands. My hands looked new. Yes. It was true what the song said. That's right. I looked at my feet. They looked new too. Yes. Amen. Even though I had bobos on. My feet looked better. Like I had $500 pair of shoes on. I said, wow, what is, what is this that keeps me satisfied? What is this? Whatever it is, it won't let me hold my peace. And the tongues from heaven came out of my mouth. Hallelujah. Thank God. Amen. Blessing number five. We will have favor with God. Amen. And the people of God that are really the people of God. I'm not talking about people that come and masquerade as the people of God. The saints, not the ain'ts. Amen. They're going to notice. In the spirit, they're going to notice. There were saints of God in Florida before I made my journey up to New York to meet my wife. These old mothers would be up there and I would be partying on Saturday night and still had my ministry of music on Sunday. And I was the drummer and I would go up there with my bow tie stuff on in there. And one mother stopped me, son, come here. She said, you straddling the fence. I was like, what in the world is on me that this woman saw right through my soul? The real saints of God, God makes them privy to stuff. And we could think we're fooling folk, but those prayer warriors, God tells them stuff. And they become, my God, intercessors. They could feel what you're feeling. It's a distasteful taste of a spiritual downfall. And God will give them a whiff of it, a taste of it, a feeling of it, uh, the burden of it. And they will know just how to pray. And there are some with healing ministries. They know which part of the body is ailing you because God let them feel it in their body a little bit. And they can pray. Somebody has a pain in their left shoulder. And they're able to, amen, pray for them folk. The fruit of the Spirit, amen, helps us. The gifts of the Spirit also help us. The fruit of the Spirit helps us to uh, helps us all to, to act right, to live right, amen. And the gifts of the Spirit help us to function in the body of Christ and help us to bring glory in his house and around the world. We will be lights in the world where there's darkness. We will have the flavor and savor of heaven where there's blandness from sin in the world. Amen. And it's through God's strength we can affect great changes in ourselves first. Lord's in the revival. And where should it begin first? In ourselves. Amen. So the change will be in ourselves it will be in our homes. It will go out into uh, the neighborhood. They will start noticing. The city's not going to be the same. You know, the country eventually will not be the same. I, I, I believe God will not bring down his judgment here and now. Why? Because he can find at least 10 who are not bowing to Baal here in the modern day. Amen. Amen. 
The country is not the same. My God. And we should affect the whole wide world, should we? We need a, 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 a HHH instead of a WWW. <laughs> Worldwide wickedness. My God, we need to change. We could get some technology done and we'll have a holy one. Amen. And we'll be able to keep the devil out. But you know what that's going to happen? In heaven. Amen. God said, I don't need WWW no more. Get that out of here. I'm the one. Amen. Thank God. So as we are hearing this message, let us now guide our hearts and minds to the throne of heaven where we ought to daily seek to stay committed completely and exclusively to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I pray this message encourages you to commit your total being to Jesus. You know why? Because he's able and willing to keep us all from falling. Only he can bring you successfully to his eternal kingdom without a spot of sin. Without a wrinkle of sin. My God. We need to take heed to this challenge and recommit if needed or commit for the first time in certain areas of our life. Bring it all to Jesus and become the elect of God. Hallelujah. As we pray, Father God, we know that you are certainly able as you are in our midst. God, you're going to amen now. Help us to have the revelation of the Holy Word of God as revealed by the Spirit of God. I pray that the Spirit of God is the ruler and the reigner of our heart, mind, and soul. Whatever is uncertain before us, you're going to clear the fogginess and order our steps accordingly. We know you're able, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, help us to remain stable on solid ground. Instead of, amen, walking in mud and sinking sand. Ah, oh, God, we don't want to be men pleasers. We don't want to be pleasure seekers. But we want to be tried and true warriors of the faith. Oh, that we would just stand for Jesus so that we won't fall for everything. Help us, Lord. That we will submit completely, humbly. Oh, God, as you are ever tenderly calling for us to come into your midst. Come and, and be stationed in the hollow of your hand. We know you're able, God, in Jesus' name. We want the blessings of holy submission. But help us to do the things of holy submission so that the blessings come. So many want the blessings and don't want to submit to God. They want to still do whatever is pleasing them from the world. But Jesus says, the world is not your friend. That world that crucified me, that said, crucify him, crucify him. That's the same world that hates you. If you're walking in me, they're certainly going to hate you because they hated me. My God, but he says, we don't have to fret or worry or fear because he's with us. His rod and staff, they will comfort us. He has prepared for us a place in glory. He's going to help us to get through this earthly story to get to glory. I know you're able. Bless us now with a fresh breath from God. Oh, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, breathe on me yes. until my heart is clean. Let sunshine fill its inmost part without a cloud between. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Holy Spirit, breathe on me. Take now my heart. Cleanse every part. Holy Spirit, breathe. 
on me. We thank you, Lord, and we consider it done that you are going to bless and keep us from falling. You're going to present us faultless. We thank you in the matchless name of Jesus. Order my steps. Guide my thoughts. We know the devil makes mind bombs come. But Lord, you're not intrusive like that. You are knocking on the door of our heart. Help us to let you in. No matter what condition it is, we let you in. You're going to be the one that straightens the crooked, knocks down the high place. Oh, hallelujah. Strengthen the weak place. Oh, God, fill up the valleys. We know you're able to straighten out that crooked stuff. Oh, you're able, God, in Jesus' matchless name. Every spot cleansed. Oh, we thank you. Come on in, Lord. Let the uneven exchange happen in the name of Jesus. Cleanse me. Deliver me. Give me the garments of praise. Oh, where there's weariness and doubt. You're able, Jesus. Uh, cleanse the doubt, oh God. Strengthen my weak areas as only you can. I thank you. Oh, I dare to submit right here and right now. Submit right here and right now. Give that thing over to them. Oh, you know what it is. Go on ahead and give it to them. God knows you stumbled a lot on that thing. Go ahead and give it to them. And he knows right well you might stumble 10 minutes from now. But he's going to be right there to pick you up and say, what have you learned from that? And sometimes it takes some longer to learn. Oh, but there's going to be a little note you could write in your heart. Oh, I learned that when I looked at that, all oh, things happened. When I heard that, things happened. When I read that, when I ate that, when I was friends with that person or that person or joined that association, things happened. Lord God, certain things. There are, amen, weights and sins that what so easily beset us. Help us to look to you. You're the author and finisher of our faith. Oh, God, you are, amen, tempted on all points, but without sin. So we could trust you. We could depend on you. We could put our hand in your hand. You're going to lift us up and take us out of the mud and mire and let us stand on a firm, solid foundation. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' matchless name. Holy Spirit, have your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, have your way. Hallelujah. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.